From Greenville, South Carolina, we present... Let the Bible Speak. Let the Bible Speak is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, preaching Christ in all His fullness. joining us for another broadcast of Let the Bible Speak. Today we continue a series of studies on the doctrine of the person and work of the Holy Spirit. Messages preached by Dr. Alan Cairns, founder of Let the Bible Speak Radio Ministries. We'll hear from Dr. Cairns in just a few minutes. First of all, please enjoy this devotional thought taken from Morning and Evening by Charles Haven Spurgeon. This morning's text comes from Second Chronicles chapter 25 and verse 9. And Amaziah said to the man of God, But what shall we do for the hundred talents which I have given to the army of Israel? And the man of God answered, The Lord is able to give thee much more than this. A very important question this seemed to be to the king of Judah, and possibly it is of even more weight with the tried and tempted Christian. To lose money is at no times pleasant, and when principle involves it, the flesh is not always ready to make the sacrifice. Why lose that which may be so usefully employed? May not the truth itself be bought too dear? What shall we do without it? Remember the children and our small income. All these things and a thousand more would tempt the Christian to put forth his hand to unrighteous gain, or stay himself from carrying out his conscientious convictions when they involve serious loss. All men cannot view these matters in the light of faith, and even with the followers of Jesus, the doctrine of we must live has quite sufficient weight. The Lord is able to give thee much more than this is a very satisfactory answer to the anxious question. Our Father holds the purse strings, and what we lose for His sake he can repay a thousandfold. It is ours to obey His will, and we may rest assured that He will provide for us. The Lord will be no man's debtor at last. Saints know that a grain of heart's ease is of more value than a ton of gold. He who wraps a threadbare coat about a good conscience has gained a spiritual wealth far more desirable than any he has lost. God's smile and a dungeon are enough for a true heart. His frown and a palace would be hell to a gracious spirit. Let the worst come to the worst. Let all the talents go. We have not lost our treasure, for that is above, where Christ sitteth at the right hand of God. Meanwhile, even now, the Lord maketh the meek to inherit the earth, and no good thing doth he withhold from them that walk uprightly.
An indispensable part of the Christian life is daily Bible reading. If you're looking for some guidance in the study of God's Word, we're happy to offer a very helpful but brief brochure entitled Ten Commandments of Bible Study. Prepared by several ministers of the Free Presbyterian Church, including Dr. Alan Cairns, it will help you to gain much blessing from your time in the Scriptures. The method is designed to help believers achieve a comprehensive knowledge of the chapter contents of the Scriptures and to enable them to use that knowledge to guide and quicken them in their personal prayer lives. For a free copy of Ten Commandments of Bible Study, simply email info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you wish to call us, you may phone 864-244-2408. That's 864-244-2408. If you prefer regular mail, simply write, Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Increase your knowledge of God's Word by requesting your free copy of Ten Commandments of Bible Study. On today's broadcast, Dr. Cairns will continue to deal with Paul's words in 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 13, For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body. As Dr. Cairns has shown, Paul is teaching here that it is by regeneration that the Holy Spirit brings us into vital union with Christ. Further, by this act, all who are born again are brought into union with all who are in Christ. Also, as we've seen, God intends the church to function as a body, not as a bunch of individuals. Ultimately, it is our relationship to Christ that determines our relationship to every other believer. As Dr. Cairns brings this message to a conclusion, he emphasizes that the Holy Spirit is the sustainer and supplier of the life of Christ's body, the church. In other words, the church is to operate by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, Dr. Cairns concludes this message, baptized by the Spirit into the body of Christ. Can I say that Paul is also teaching here that the relationship of every Christian to Christ should determine his relationship to other believers? It's your relationship to Christ that settles your relationship to Christians. And this should curb our pride. 
You know, what you are, you are by grace alone. Are you saved? By grace. Are you not in hell today? By grace. Has God given you a brilliant mind? It's by grace. Has God given you a voice to sing? It's by grace. Whatever the talent, whatever the ability, whatever the position you have in the body, it is not given to puff up your head, but it is given to humble your heart. And to let you recognize that you are but a member of the body. You are not some bloated individualist and egocentric person who is wanting all the work to revolve around you. No, you are merely a member of the body of Jesus Christ. And the body has need of all its members, not just the talented and the brilliant, and the prominent. In fact, when you look at your own body, remember that the only reason why your hands can function, and the only reason why your face can please you by its looks, or displease you as the case may be, the only reason why your body can appear to be anything but a corrupted mass, is because behind the scenes there are members of that body that are absolutely vital. And without them the eyes couldn't see, the ears couldn't hear, the hands couldn't work, the feet couldn't walk, and the heart couldn't pump. There must be the members that are so easily overlooked. It's true also in the church of Jesus Christ. The body has need of all of its members. Verse 22 makes it clear that even the weakest members are necessary. And not only so, but the least honorable members should excite not our scorn, but our greatest devotion and attention. Verse 23. Then Paul is saying this, that the unity which Christians have in Christ should ever keep us from the sin of schism. Verse 25 is emphatic. There should be no schism in the body. Now let's get this. And I, I'm going to be very, very blunt with you today. Very blunt. We live in a day when we who are separatists have made the doctrine of separation an abomination by turning it into schism and division. Let me explain the difference. In the natural realm, the body has the innate power to expel any disease that may attack it and if it loses that ability, it dies. So, in the spiritual realm, the body, the church, listen to this next phrase very carefully. The church, in its corporate capacity, has the responsibility to execute discipline. Now let's get this clearly. 
Churches should not conduct witch hunts. But churches should nonetheless have biblical standards for their church members. And they ought to exercise the discipline of the Word of God. That's what the church ought to do. And good churches do that to the best of their ability. Now let's be very frank about this. Not every individual member agrees with every individual disciplinary measure of the church. We have never reached that stage of absolute perfection yet. But I say this to you, as you're a member of the body, it is the body, not the individual member, who executes discipline. As individuals, we ought to beware of separating ourselves either from the body or from any member of the body. Now, let's get this clearly. It's a very interesting thing to me that Jude the Apostle, in verse 19 of his one chapter epistle, says that it is the ungodly, it's the apostates who separate themselves. And why do they do it? Isn't it interesting? He says they have not the Spirit. They have not the Spirit. Brethren, let me tell you, across this country, we not only have churches, but we have parachurches. We not only have churches and parachurches, but we have people who are meeting alone. And uh, I could overlook this if this were the necessity, because there was no body of believers with whom to meet. But they have simply withdrawn themselves. And as an individual decision, they have exercised judgment and separation. Yes, schism. They have cut off the entire body. They have cut off many members. This ought not to be. There should be no schism in the body of Christ. There should be no division in the body of Christ. Our relationship to Christ determines our relationship to all around us who are in Christ. I finish very quickly. All that I have said on that second head is very true, very practical, very necessary. But altogether impossible. Unless we recognize the truth of the third great area that I mentioned. The Holy Spirit is the supplier and sustainer of the vital life of the church and the Christian. He baptized us into the body. He is the vital life principle of the body. I want you to get this. You can string together an organization. You can put together a pastor and elders and deacons and members. You can put an organization together, but that's not a church. If those people are saved people, 
then they have in them the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the life principle in every believer, and He is the life principle in the body of believers. There is no alternative to the operation of the Spirit among the people of God. Nothing can take the place of the Holy Ghost in the Church of Christ. The opening section of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 is given over to a statement of the gifts of the Spirit. Now, I'm not going to deal with those today. We'll examine them in due time as we continue with the study in the Holy Spirit. But for the moment, let me note this. All those gifts, at least those that are applicable to the church in post-apostolic days, and some of them are not. There are no apostles today. There are no inspired prophets today. The canon of Scripture is closed. But those that are applicable to the church today, these gifts in their operation are the biblical norm for the church of Christ. I want you to get the picture Paul is painting. Let's do it prayerfully. Let's ask the Lord as we note this, is this the church on Haywood Road that we're describing? church that Paul is speaking of is a body in which the life of the Spirit of God is continually evident, energizing that body and enabling all its members to live out the life that they have in Christ and so serve Him in a sinful world. Again, can I point this out? That the Spirit operates through the body. And the Spirit energizes and enables every member to operate through the body. I am sick hearing the stupid, inane question, is the church a body that has a place in the 20th century? Is the church relevant? I want to tell you when the church ceases to be relevant in any day or in any area, God has finished with that day and finished with that area except to damn it in hell. Let's get that. Is the church relevant? What a sick question from people who would think that they can organize the work of God better than God Himself. I tell you, the body has in it the vital life of God the Holy Spirit. This is how the church is to operate. Oh yes, we have our schemes and our plans and our organization and our gatherings, we have all those things. And they're all needful, necessary, and scriptural. I've referred before to the fact that God created Adam's body. But it was just a mass of clay until he breathed the breath of life into him. We need that quickening breath of the Spirit of God. 
So life in the Spirit is not an option. It's the necessary result of regeneration. Now let me say it absolutely clearly that every Christian and every Christian church has to some extent the real manifestation of the Spirit. You're not saved if you don't have the Spirit. So every Christian and every gathering of Christians has some real manifestation of the Spirit. But sadly, that's greatly curtailed. Because we so often grieve the Holy Spirit. And we so often lose the power of his operation. Men and women today, I trust that you'll hear me in this. If we grieve the Holy Ghost in this place, we may as well not exist. I mean that. I don't care if we fill the pews, have a good budget, and go home happy. If we grieve the Holy Spirit of God, we'd be better out of existence. We need the fullness of His operation. We need the widespread distribution of the Holy Ghost and all His gifts and power. I trust that God will give it. As we close, let's ask the Lord to apply His Word to our hearts. And as we leave God's house this morning, let's ask ourselves a couple of questions. Have I been vitally united to Christ? If so, then I need to see clearly all that that means to be in Christ. Therein lies my peace. Secondly, let us ask the question of ourselves, does my union with Christ express itself in a true Christ-like love for and fellowship with those others around me who are in Christ? Finally, is the Spirit of God's power seen in me? Does the Holy Ghost energize me as a member of the body to make toward the growth and edification of the body and the deepening of love in the body? Is the work of the Holy Ghost in power seen in me? Or this morning, am I merely like one of those of whom God spoke to Ezekiel? I acquiesce in all that the Word of God says. I call it a lovely, pleasant song, music to my heart. But all the time, by sin and disobedience, I grieve the Holy Ghost to such an extent that I have no real experience of the joy, the comfort, and the power which he gives. May God stamp his word in our hearts. May God make you the member of the body you want to be.
Make me the member of the body I ought to be. May God make the body to enjoy the suffusion and effusion of the living power of God the Holy Spirit. Let the Bible Speak is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, founded by Dr. Alan Cairns. Let the Bible Speak is also heard in many parts of the world through the international radio outreach of Let the Bible Speak, produced in Northern Ireland. The Free Presbyterian Church stands without apology for the absolute inerrancy of the Bible, emphasizing preaching that centers on the person and work of the Lord Jesus Christ and is militant in its stand against the ecumenical apostasy and the efforts of the world to infiltrate the church. For further information about the Free Presbyterian Church, you may email info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. You may call us at 864-244-2408, or you may write, Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Again, that's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Also, we encourage you to visit the website of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America at www.fpcna.org. That's www.fpcna.org. This is Charles Kelsch saying thank you for listening and inviting you to join us again as we Let the Bible Speak. (music) 